This week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by The Fantasy. The Rock Nation slash pre-Grammy party is the fantasy that the actual Grammys wanted to be. Oh, that black excellence. Um, Everybody looked happy to be there. (laughs) Contrast that with the Grammys. Um, There were talented people there. Contrast that with the Grammys. Um, And Beyonce was there. Contrast that with the Grammys. Why are you reading them like this? (laughs) They deserve this and many more reads, but we we only have such um, a a, a little bit of time to give them. Um, But Beyonce was the center of attention. I think she said a center. I'm like, oh, she's married. Okay. She was the the center center of of attention. attention. See, enunciation comes from me. (laughs) Um, and she she was the center of attention, as it should be. Um, when one blogger slash real, no, it's not. He's not on Real Housewives. He's on Love and Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. Jason Lee mm-hmm. um, saw the queen and was starstruck and in awe of they her beauty are. and talent and couldn't believe he was just in the presence of royalty. Who he invited thought, him? Good question. Um, he probably snuck in. Child. Julius, Julius standing right there, like well, Ju- well, Julius Beyonce's was going looking this at way, him. Beyonce, like his eyes on Beyonce, the prize. So he was like, Beyonce's going this way. Beyonce, why the fuck all of a sudden Beyonce's <laughs> zigzagging? <laughs> That's not her swag. Um, who was that? Was Jason Lee was living in his own fantasy. Speaking of <laughs> fantasies, he thought that Beyonce would actually want to speak to him. And um, that no, was not a part of no. Beyonce's fantasy at all because no. she was trying to get out of this bad dream. Oh, no, baby, and. Create a beautiful nightmare somewhere else. No, me out. Um, the curve that she gave Jason Lee was felt around the world. <laughs> it tickled my soul, and I am happy and here for it. Amen. My name is the Superman T H E E S U P A M A N, aka Detroit's Hustle Man, BKA the Ultimate Fuck Machine. It's from Big Mouth if you've not, if you've not seen it. I was going to say, I, oh my God. All right. Trash. Oh, I got to delete that tweet. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Ariana. Um, Garbage. <laughs> delete Bullsh- that tweet. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> delete that tweet. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And of course, RonaldMatters.com. I am me, a bleach queen. Wow. Nah. And you can find us in the Saints locker room. Um, this weekend is International Condom Day. We at Impulse DC will be hosting and welcoming you to Condom Con. We will be right at the Blind Wino um, Saturday at 4 p.m. Come out and learn how to accurately put on a condom in real life with a real life penis and enter the costume contest to win $500. Yeah, that was like costumes made out of condoms. Wow. Yeah, so put your put your mind to it. Our icebreaker this week is: Who would your celebrity female hall pass be? Not Beyonce. Tanache. I love Tanache. You would have sex with her though. Oh my god! Never mind. <laughs> celebrity uh, hall pass. You need a, like a masculine leaning woman. Mm, no. A woman who I think is cute. 
I like Chanel Iman. I watched her in the Fire Festival videos because you know she was one of the models. Mm-hmm. That was it. look, she a stunt queen. I'm a stunt queen. We're gonna see when they bring these charges. <laughs> yeah, the models are being charged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Down to the Fire Festival. Stunting, <laughs> scamming. Doing but shows. like Chanel Iman is so pretty to me. And like she was the only cute model that I saw in the Fire Festival promotion videos. But then that's like Chanel Iman, come do this with Ja Rule. And she was like why? <laughs> I don't have to do that. I'm, and she's like, uh, that's not going to do numbers. And then, look, she's smart. She knows what's going to do numbers on Insta. I like, she's smart and she's beautiful. So you can have sex with her? Yes. Okay. Well, allegedly. I'd be looking at the boobs the whole time. Like, boobs on a woman is a, still a turn on for me. And I've just imagined that she's got nice boobs. Uh-huh. I can do it. So he's coming out as bisexual now. <laughs> um, it jumped out. You saw that? Woo, the it bisexual jumped out. Jumped out. <laughs> it jumped out. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's still the amazing, the incomparable Neil Long. Neil Long has always done yeah. something to me. Ugh. Just with short hair, with long hair. True. Back in the day, today, yesterday. Short. Yeah, just she just. Spunky. I just know she a freak. I know she can oh. go. Uh, just. Oh. Neil Long. If somebody out there got the contact. You're fetishizing. Um, I got to. I got to. Trying to think of what the girl's going to say on on the internet, you fetishizing black um, women. <laughs> so you like the girls always coming up with new excuses. You you demonizing something, you something in something. I'm like, no, I'm just saying I want to fuck this one. And you annoying all my time. I move, but okay, yeah. Neil Long is really Neil Long is a goal. Everything. And when she told J Cole, because J Cole says she might be too old for him, she was like, oh, I'm not. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> hey. don't be blocking my blisters. Okay, young man, you could get the work. Um, that is our icebreaker this week. Um, our word of the day, W-E-R-D, mm-hmm. is cuck. C-U-C-K. Relevant in porn these days because a lot of girls are in their fantasy of um, being in a full white heterosexual couple, but wanting black penis to be involved, mm-hmm. um, which is also fetishization of the black penis um, of black men. And of the community, the same ones that you don't support, Uh-oh. the same ones that you do not protest for, and the same ones that you vote against. The word they cuck. Vote against them? Yeah. Oh my God. Often. The word cuck is derived from cuckold. Cuckold derives from cuckoo, cuckoo, as in the cuckoo bird, alluding to its habit of laying its eggs in other birds' nests. Okay. So let that rest with you. A bird that's laying its eggs in some other bird's nest. Like, here you go. Take care of these kids. Good luck. I'm getting ready to go. And that's a whole point. <laughs> yeah. Well, think about... No, if you think about what it really means, they're saying the black man is the cuckoo bird. He's laying uh-huh. his eggs in somebody else's nest and telling them to take care of it. Because oftentimes in cuck porn, it's the black man coming in the white woman and rolling. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, look, he left his eggs in the, with the white woman and they have to take care of his kids. Uh... First off, I don't know whose fantasy that really is. It's definitely not the white people's fantasy because now they got this black baby that they didn't want to take care of in the first place. And it's not the black man's fantasy to leave his children in a white home. So that's nobody's fantasy. There was, um, I can't remember where it was. It was a short film, of course, on the internet. I'm always watching documentaries. There's these group of women who go on vacation to these islands and they see the, 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 men, the men walking up and down the beach of 
course, selling themselves to make money to feed their families. And so these these groups of women go down to these islands and have sex with these men. Dominican Republic too. They um, fetishizing the black penis and all that, and then like they record themselves like hiding behind a rock or something on the beach and having sex. And look, we're having fun. This is fun down to the beach. Um, sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely very popular throughout the islands. And what if you get um, pregnant for? Wow! Oh my gosh, to get a yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's not nobody's fantasy. It's not oh, the white this woman. Is, this is why the white woman was planning for the Plan B to be on sale down to the Walgreens in the Dwayne Reeds in the CVSs. Dun dun dun. Uh-uh. Um, but Look, when it affect white girls, they always make sure. Okay. Well, I watched two. Speaking of documentaries, I watched two documentaries <laughs> on feminism this weekend. One with Jane Fonda spearheading, one with Gloria Steinem spearheading, and both were negating the fact that black women were spearheading feminism before they were. And so there were a lot of white women and a lot of lesbian women, white lesbian women. Um, that were, you know, talking about being on the forefront of feminism and this has been our fight since, you know, the 40s and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why is there only one black woman here? Like, it's just, that's that's the only one you could find? Woo! Okay. Barbara, Barbara Smith was not available. Who set these panels up? Um, so that's the word of the day. Multiple words. <laughs> W-E-R-D. Um, our affirmation this week, again, it is Valentine's Day this week. Um... Shout out to y'all that's going to be out here faking with a nigga. And shout out to y'all that's got one um, that you think is real. That's cute. Um, wanting a husband and being ready for a husband are two different things. This is the mental health key? What are we doing? I'm so it's, scared. It's an affirmation. Okay. Our affirmation. Because a lot of people say that they are ready for a relationship. They're ready to get married. They're ready to date and blah, blah, blah. And the term of being ready... It's subjective. They really be going to waste this time. 2019 hashtag. Yeah. So figure out what you're ready should look like. Because if you think that you are ready because you are financially stable, because um, you're real cute right now, you just lost those last 20 pounds from the winter, um, your skin is finally cleared up, um, you finally got rid of um, that chlamydia or that gonorrhea, you have to reassess what ready looks like for you. And so if ready is, I am financially stable and chlamydia has cleared up, that's fine. But make sure that the person that you are um, trying to make your valentine is good with those just being the standard. So because I want to um, ha- I want to have a home with a man, does that mean as a woman I need to um, go get a house? No. Can the house be in his name? I want him to have the house. I like- a house is not a home. I would Luther like to, to his house. I'm not trying to put the house in my name because 30 year mortgages just sound like trash, especially with interest rates and Trump in the White House and Texas not coming back properly. I don't got time. And then, like, um, when you own property, you got to pay taxes on that. I get real shaky. A house is not a home. Luther, Luther Vandross told us a that. A loose foundation. Speaking of. The hole's still tight, though. But Speaking of gay black history, Luther, Luther Vandross told us a house is not a home. And so, um, is if your ready is dependent upon material things, you need to assess your ready. Ooh. So assess your ready, and are you emotionally available? Are you intellectually available to teach somebody else something and to be taught anything? And if the answer is not a full and resounding yes, then you're not ready, and sit your ass down until you are ready. 
And that is our affirmation. This happy Valentine's. Wow, <laughs> happy Valentine's. Wanch. Be affirmed. <laughs> Be ye affirmed. Um, six four luxury has a sale going on this month. So um, if Get you listen to um, the last few episodes, a couple of them starting at the beginning of the year, we were talking about some things that you can do for self care, as far as you know your facial regimen, doing shower concerts, things of that nature, blah blah blah. Um, and so if you would like to take advantage of this sale, you can get over to 64luxury.com and, and if enter the op- the offer code here for a podcast for an extra 15% off for this month only. So you can go get you some great materials made for us by us with organic materials um, by a chemist, um, by an esthetician. And you can get 15% off of it right now. So I don't know if any of y'all out there love a deal more than I love a deal, but 15% off sounds like a deal to me. Um, I am really loving his um, live videos that he's doing. He's He talked about Toning exfoliation. Yep. He did a two-part thing on it because apparently y'all girls need to exfoliate. And that's where he get, gets the most questions. And then he did one on toning. I haven't watched all of the toning video, but yeah. I like that he's... Demonstrating the products live, and he's showing you the product that he that he's creating. So I really and he was talking about coffee scrubs, and he don't really like those because a lot of the national brands don't ground the coffee up properly like they're supposed to. So or whether it's really made of full all coffee bean. To, to I was like, oh, he's so smart. Yeah, he went to school for this. Uh, he did. He really went to school for this. So six four luxury dot com and enter promo code here for a podcast and get fifteen percent off your purchase. I live. Absolutely. I'm here for it. Um. <clears throat> so y'all know that we hate um, Megan McCain. No, here. we don't. Oh, yes, we do. Whoa, I was trying to be nice, but no, not to that one. <laughs> not to that one. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Shit, my fat ass up. There you go. Start there. <laughs> so. Um, there's another McCain that we have to add to the list right along with her. We didn't know that she was problematic before because she was mostly quiet and in the background like typical 60s wives were. Uh, but her racism jumped out this past week. Oh, Lord. Um, Cindy McCain. Who? Megan McCain's mama. John oh. McCain's widow at this point. Um, had to apologize and retract some statements after um, she believed a child trafficking was being attempted in front of her. Child trafficking meaning she saw a mother and a child of two different ethnicities and thought the mother must have been stealing the child and must have been engaging in child trafficking because they were of two different ethnicities. Uh, they, did this happen in Arizona down where they're Phoenix, from? Or, yep. Yeah, yeah, at Phoenix Sky Harbor, I reported, this is her words, I reported an incident that I thought was trafficking, McCain wrote on Twitter Wednesday. I commend the police officers. The po- You started with the police officers? <laughs> I commend the police officers for their diligence because they showed up when a white woman called. Thank God they did a thorough investigation because the police officers don't always do that. So I apologize if anything else I have said on this matter distracts from if you see something, say something. Bitch. Huh? Two different things. If you see something, say something is about terrorism. You could not have possibly seen terrorism if you saw a person of color with a child who was white. 
Where is the terrorism in that? And y'all the ones going to buy the brown children from Taiwan and all this other Where they be going? You've been watching Ma- Madonna, Madonna on TV <laughs> and Instagram and they called the police not one time. And she on the internet saying nigger because she got a black son. <sighs> during, it, during an interview with a local radio station, um, McCain was discussing human trafficking at the Super Bowl when she later claimed that she stopped a child trafficking attempt. No, she didn't. Yes, she did. Um, at Phoenix <laughs> Airport last week. I became, I came in from a trip and I'd been on and I spotted it and it looked odd. It was a woman of a different ethnicity than the child. This toddler, she had um, and said something didn't click with me. So are you, are you fucking Carmen Sandiego? Who the fuck authorized you to be the investigative reporter at the airport? What the fuck? (laughs) What are you doing, man? This is America. Ooh, Grammy Award winning. Grammy Award winning. <laughs> this is America. There are plenty of people with children of different ethnicities, mixed ethnicities. Where in the fuck white America did you think that you were where you saw that a parent of a different ethnicity than a child must have been fodder for see something, say something? White women love throwing allegations around and just, oh, well, I was just seeing what was going on. Very Donald Trumpish. This They Republican. Very Emmett Tillish. Uh, Very she, Emmett Tillish. And she had to apologize for that. Uh-oh. On her deathbed. Um, Cindy McCain, I'm absolutely not here for it. You could have stayed Damn, quiet. bro. You could have stayed quiet. You could have let Megan McCain be the problematic Damn. one of the family. Um, all you had to do was just enjoy retirement and... Sit in the Delta Sky Lounge with your American Express card. <laughs> no Secret Service, cause she got she's a yeah. I don't know if she has Secret Service, uh, cause her husband was only a senator. Oh, okay. Now, if he know. was a president, then maybe. But um, well, he had two chances. <laughs> he had two chances and never <laughs> got that. <laughs> Thank God. Um, but I'm not here for it. Let Megan McCain be the loud, problematic one. Go sit your old ass down. She got a chick for it, at least. Yeah. Because now you're fucking up the, the dynasty <laughs> even more. Yeah. Go sit down. Very Ariana. Yeah. I'm scared. Abducted in Plain Sight is oh. probably the best thing that y'all can watch on Netflix this week. So, if you are like me and you ain't got no Valentine's... Watch it again. Watch it. Because the shit... <laughs> Troubling. Now this the shit. Did you, Sandy? What, Sandy? If you see something, Sandy. say something. That's what. Go to Utah. Go to Wyoming. Go to Northern California. Go took the baby down to Mexico and married her at age twelve. Oh, we ain't gonna spoil it because we want them to watch it. <laughs> but oh, that is only. That ain't even. <laughs> that's a tip. That's not even. That's on, that's not even the penis tip. Literally, there's a lot going on in this documentary. From Wyoming to Mexico. How how did how did this man get possession of my child at age twelve to take her to Mexico from Wyoming? If you have not seen this documentary yet, again you're gonna be um, at home stuffing your face with ice cream on Valentine's Day. Watch this documentary; it will have you up, down, around, just confused, bewildered, all the things. It was great. The Mormon community. Yeah. What were your two biggest takeaways? Um. Why are y'all trusting these random niggas with your baby? One. Um, <laughs> you ain't got the baby. Your grandmom's the baby. <laughs> Two, accountability. The police um, hold people of color accountable so much that we even have a, a job for it called a truancy officer. If your kids don't go to school, if your kids are absent for school from school so many times, mm-hmm. where was the police accountability in them knowing that these 
people were not protecting their kids the best way possible. And I'm just saying it like that to not spoil the documentary, but these people had so many opportunities to protect their children from a predator and they just abdicated their responsibilities and the police held them to no standard, to no accountability at all. Yeah. And um uh, slight spoiler alert. When she was abducted, the guy had gave her a pill and told her to take it and then she took it. I was like, My mama <laughs> don't be taking nothing from nobody. Including don't, money. And I was like, You mean really? Because I mean, like, if they're giving me money, I'm just. <laughs> mama, I'm bringing this back to the house. I'm still struggling with that lesson now. Like, mama, she gave me $2. And, and here got my $2, Mama. You took money from a woman? Yeah. <laughs> Cash. Mm. It's very difficult to find in these days. But abducted in plain sight, if you have not. Have you guys seen it? Tell us in the comments what your thoughts are about abducted in plain sight. Because we definitely have been getting tagged on the internet. So we know you got some of you have seen it, but child, the ghetto. Well, the non ghetto. Yeah, the non ghetto because all of them was rich. And it was white. a Mormon community. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn, he still got money to do all this shit. How he still working? Anyway, um, Planned Parenthood introduces new programs for gay men and trans people, and I'm absolutely here for it. Oh, you thought the Republicans was made at first about oh. abortions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because gay services, oh. yeah. Anybody that knows anything knows that Planned Parenthood does so many other services outside of abortions. Mm-hmm. It has just been popularized that they do all the abortions, um, but it is absolutely not true. And this story coming out, I think, um, sheds a light on the many, many services that Planned Parenthood does, and not even just for the heterosexual women community, as we can see. The 102-year-old organization providing sexual health care is expanding their mission. The organization is introducing programs specifically for gay men and trans people. For gay men, Planned Parenthood is now offering PrEP. This is the type of regimented medication to prevent HIV infection. And when I say they are offering it, they are offering it free and without um, any hang-ups. Come in for an appointment. It's given the next day. End of story. I won't say period because of course. <laughs> um, <and> I, <coughs> I already got it on the website. It says LGBT services. Oh. Yeah. They, look, Planned Parenthood moving fast. They want y'all to know. Come on in. We got the services. They also are quoted as saying, we do all the counseling around it. We do all the testing that's necessary. We actually provide prescriptions. And if people don't have insurance and need to go through the program through Gilead to pay for it, we facilitate the applications for yeah. that. Um, they also refer to the in-house program created to help uninsured people access the medications um, despite the huge out-of-pocket costs. So a lot of people always are saying, oh my God, PrEP costs so much. There are so many programs, including this national program that you can find in almost every state. A Planned Parenthood is in almost every state where you can get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Gilead is actually, this is their quote, Gilead is actually... Uh, pretty great about helping people afford their drugs. They have a very good program for uninsured people. You have to know about it, but of course, um, just fill out the application. So they're not even turning down applications right now. A lot of places uh, will turn down applications because you make too much money or because there's a wait list. Planned Parenthood has none of that. You can go fill out an application right now and get a part of these services. For trans people, 
They've started providing hormone therapy, which we covered last week mm-hmm. uh, for trans folks over a year ago. The summer of 2017 was when they very first started it. Um, we soon realized that we were doing a disservice to our patients because we realized that trans folks who have sex with men are at such a high risk for acquiring HIV that it was a disservice not to provide them PrEP as well as uh, hormone replacement therapy. So, two avenues there for trans people and for um people that are also seeking prep um is absolutely our tax dollars actually at work so when you see all these taxes taken out of your your check and you think about how the government is mismanaging money like they typically do this is the one good thing that your tax dollars is going to and i am absolutely here for I'm looking um, on AIDSView.org. It's a really great website about um, getting analytics about STIs and all that stuff. There are approximately 9,276 people in the state of Mississippi living with HIV, according to 2015 statistics. 72.8% of those people are black and 69.1%. Most. A lot. (laughs) 69.1% of them are male. (laughs) What is going on? Most. A lot. I have to summarize this because when we say numbers, some people get lost in numbers and be like, oh, okay, that... What else on that? That That means most. A lot. A lot of people got the shit and and can't deal with it and don't have the proper avenues to deal with it effectively to live a further, better life. And no thanks to the conservative trash um, living in Mississippi, there's only one Planned Parenthood in the whole state, in Hattiesburg. Ugh. Mississippi, in the South, continues to be high new infection rates for black gay men, but they didn't decide to expand Medicaid because they thought that the Obamacare was going to be trash. And then Obamacare ended up saving millions of lives. But... Just wanted to give a spotlight to a rural area that can really benefit from Planned Parenthood services. Oh, what kind of area? A rural. rural. <laughs> we are not doing an exit <laughs> challenge. I just wanted to be clear. The rural. Let's be clear. Let's be very clear. That uh, that's an area that could really benefit Mississippi. Continues not an urban area. The opposite. Just say that. Well, everything in Mississippi is <laughs> not not the urban area. Yeah. <laughs> um. RuPaul's best friend race happened this past week. All right now. And um, they finally got Latrice up out of here. No comment. I'm, she, morning, I'm in mourning. Uh, so wear a gown. <laughs> no, do not wear a fucking gown. <laughs> if you, if no you're in mourning, more gowns. No more gowns. If you're in mourning, you got to wear a gown. That's, Put that's, a wig on your shoulder. Yeah. Safari. It's a safari challenge. Z- you it, could at least curl it, Latrice. Invest in the costume. She thought it was a safari challenge, but they just said it, it was kitty. It was a kitty girl. Kitty. Not, not the whole jungle. She had zebra. Just the feline region. She had zebra. Zebra is not kitty. She had a giraffe on her too. That's a not, big girl. A giraffe. Yeah, giraffe pussy. You were given giraffe pussy. And it, it was time for her to go. Um, but we finally have a top four. Three of them Five are black four. girls. No, because I know what they're about to do again. I know what they're about to do again. And I'm just, I just, I have, I had hope because it was so, we started out with so many black girls. And we had so many good black girls. And season 11 has like half of the cast is black girls. Huh. 
And the truth jumped out. <laughs> it ain't jump out. It's just out here in plain sight. And just Rue, go this way. <laughs> you are a black girl. You started off as a black girl, as a black poor girl. How are we still crowning the future of drag being a white twink with blonde hair? Child. Four years in a fucking row. Get out the horse, girl. That's not the future. That's the past. And all of literally, that's Lady the Bunny. Drag. They keep claiming I'm the future of drag. Okay, so what does that mean? What is that? Can you support your thesis? <laughs> that's literally the past. We are Lady Bunny was here. Um, it's just it's very redundant to me. Um, for us to have. An exciting season and for it to all end the same way that it continues to end is irritating. I like Trinity. Uh-huh. This is not a Trinity hate train. I like Trinity. She's very talented. Um, currently has the best track record because they sent Manila home because she had the best track record. Um, a black girl did that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I I'ma leave Naomi Smalls alone because Naomi Smalls is alone right now anyway. Um, <laughs> this is not gonna go the way that I want it to go. Um, I hope it's at least entertaining this coming Friday because at least entertain me while you tell me that white girls are better than black girls. Uh-uh. RuPaul, that is to you. I got hopes. I don't. Come I don't. On. Come on out. I don't. Come on out. Monet Exchange should win, but won't win. Okay. I received that. Won't win. Naomi Smalls, is is, mm-hmm. Naomi Smalls is going to go home first. She's not going to make the top three. <laughs> I, I saw it. I saw I, it in the tea leaves. It was a vision. I, I had a vision of love. I, don't ruin it for me, Argentina. I had a vision of love. Um, so I wish them the best with that. Uh, season eleven comes on, I guess, a week, two, two weeks, yeah, a week after the finale to Thursday. So hopefully they do Black Girls justice on that season. Oh, two twenty one, yeah, two twenty three. So yeah, that's a week later. So the Drag Race train is gonna keep on going, but as long as we running Black uh, Drag Queens over, I'm not gonna be here for it. It's an injustice. We gotta march. When to get warm? <laughs> I'm not marching right now. <laughs> Wow. Um, so we only need rights in the summer. Look. It's cool for the summer. Oh, we canceled her, I thought. Something she tweeted. Oh, she tweeted. I don't even know which white British singer. Man. I don't even know which white singer that is. I was going to say, I don't really know either. I'm trying to piece together because I don't really know. I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be abreast, but. Uh, I feel like that could be Molly Cyrus or it could be Katy Perry. No. It could have been Megan Trainer. Who knows? Could be. One of them. Because their music all sounds like. So, ooh, I angered the fan with that, I'm sure. Um, really quickly in the middle of Hot Topics, make sure you guys are using our hashtag here for it hive on the internet when you talk about the show. We are definitely into the hashtag responding, liking comments, and giving shout outs to girls. We love you. Make sure you're using our hashtag. And thank you so much. Um, we fell out of the charts in um, Zimbabwe this week on um. We were like in the top pop podcast. I said podcast. I'm getting old, but we are still little radio shows. We are still trending in so many different countries. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to us wherever you are on the internet. Um, show us some love. If you Listeners are- in Zimbabwe, tell us why you um not listening. What the hell? What did we do? What you got? What y'all got going on? What came, what came on TV? It's because they stopped listening. <laughs> okay, well y'all joined the hashtag not here for it hive, uh, and I'll look for those responses there. <laughs> but if you're an international listener, definitely send us uh, a message, a little short video. We want to see you guys. We love. Messages from all of our listeners to be quite honest But um, use the hashtag Thank you guys so much We got another review on Apple Podcasts um, I was trying to find it But it's so many reviews In abundance A blessing Amen That I couldn't find out which one was the new one Stunning <laughs> What else is going on in Hot Topic? Uh, speaking of southern states that continue to Trash Be trash uh, And try to drag our community <laughs> Tennessee lawmakers. Oh, here we go. Okay, so first, <laughs> you're against me. First, you bring up, throw the McCain family in my face. Now you're going to drag Tennessee. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee lawmakers, again, have sought to ban. <coughs> wow. Don't I'm trying die. to laugh and drink. That's good. Pick one. Wow. Don't die. Um, Tennessee <coughs> lawmakers seek to ban same-sex marriage with the Natural Marriage Defense Act. Natural marriage. Alexander was stepping down. Who the governor over here? Um, Haslam? Your state, not mine. (laughs) Lawmakers in Tennessee have reintroduced the Natural Marriage Defense Act. The bill failed to advance when introduced in 2017 as well as 2016, and they are re emboldened to reintroduce it in 2019 after previous failed attempts. The bill was previously estimated to cost the state $9 billion. That's the hell I know I'm looking at. What? Like y'all got $9 billion dollars You're talking to about fucking truancy. spare. Truancy. This is where, truancy. This is where the truancy is. We're not going to school. The Natural Marriage Defense Act introduced by Republican Congressman Senator Mark Pody and Representative Jerry Sexton states that the Supreme Court's 2015 decision to legalize same-sex marriage is void in the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Girl, it's the Supreme Court? That means all of the states? Like, you don't get to say, Tennessee is different. We do things different here. The Supreme Court... Told y'all, all of y'all, all mm. of us in 2015, everybody can get married. Y'all have decided this is Tennessee. Is that a good Tennessee accent? It really was. This is Tennessee. We can do what we want. Them gays and them faggots and them queers can't get married in here. Wow. <laughs> accent challenge. <laughs> uh, it says um, Tennessee Medicaid called TenCare. Has seven billion dollars of funding at Jeopardy, so it's not not even going to affect the rich white men who are making the law. It's going to affect the poor people of the state. They're going to lose their health care and an additional two billion dollars in health care in something. Where did like? So it's not even going to affect them. So they just want to sit up in the offices and make these decisions. Like ten care really um, ensures most of Tennessee's children. Yeah. Most of Tennessee's children, as a girl who was on Blue Cross, I was on Omnicare back when that was the thing, and I was on so many different um, Tennessee Medicaid options as a child. Girl, my mama was like, girl, I don't even know. I just keep all the kids' insurance card. It was five of us. I just keep every insurance card I ever received, and one of these will work. You was also on Kojic Pastors back then, too, so. 
Justice for the kids. I'm trying to get justice for the kids, and you're bringing up my own secrets. Is it a secret? This bill would prohibit government officials such as clerks who give out marriage licenses from recognizing any ruling that affirms same-sex unions. It also specifies that they will not be arrested for failing to recognize same-sex marriages. So when I go get my gay ass married in Tennessee and the girls say, no, thank you, next. You can't even press charges on them no more the way that you could in Kentucky. Remember when the um, other um, porridge-faced bitch in Kentucky was the uh, clerk? And she denied people that got married their marriage license. They took her ass to court and won. You wouldn't even be able to do that in Tennessee because they would be like, what? We're not enforcing that. That's not like a law that the Supreme Court told us was a law in Tennessee. (laughs) Additionally, the bill would require that Tennessee's attorney general defends this law and any subsequent court challenges. The far right's dream scenario is this would go back to the Supreme Court which is currently um, um, conservative-leaning, and the Supreme Court would accept it. So reversing its course from 2015 is the goal. The executive director of the Tennessee Equality Project told the Tennessean, a newspaper. The Tennessean Equality Project is an LGBTI rights organization. They have opposed the Natural Marriage Defense Act in the past and they have been successful in 2016, 2017, and I pray that they are successful again in 2019. This is absolute trash. I'm not here for it. Y'all need to go the fuck away with this. Stay in the Stone Age with this. My Bible declares that I get to tell you what to do with your pussy and with your dick. It don't. That is all for Hot Topics this week. Um, this week I want to ask you a question, Ed the Superman. Oh, Lord. And there is a prize and there is a consequence. Okay. So, the question is, in 2010, the national census stated the population in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, is how much? 349. The prize is I will shake my man boobs in your face. Oh, I don't want to win. <laughs> the consequence. If I have to lose to win, Fantasia style, then I just want to lose. I'm just joking. But the population is 2,073 people in Eureka Springs. Mm-hmm. This is where the Eureka Springs water came from. Do the girls still buy that? No. Down to the sea source, it's called um, Schnooks down, down in Tennessee. Uh, popular grocer um what is a food lion that's a popular gro- anyway maybe yeah, food lion is mainline that's everywhere that's a lot of places in 2015 filmmakers michael palmieri and donald mosher were commissioned to make a response video because in 2015 imagine me they had an ordinance that banned um L- well it outlawed lgbt discrimination because the girls were down there doing it but they was like, nah, bro, not in Eureka Springs. And they went and got some good lawyers, and they got it outlawed. So these two filmmakers were commissioned to come do a little short video, probably for the YouTube or probably for the wherever they work. And um, they said, you know, like, there's a bigger story here than just covering this ordinance that outlawed LGBT discrimination. And so for three years, they covered um, the annual Passion Play 
which is the city's annual, what's that play called? Movie? Passion of the Christ? Yes. They do the play every year. It's a hit. Why are we doing it over and over? I got the DVD. Ma'am, I don't have to come back down here. Christians are such trauma girls. <laughs> this is our Lord and Savior, so I'm going to watch him die a whole bunch of times. What? Because I love him. <laughs> and he loved me. And in contrast, they also covered the drag queens that performed at Eureka Live, the one um, gay club in town. So um, they covered everybody's value, let everybody tell their side and their voice. And the documentary is called The Gospel of Eureka. Oh, like the the drag queen? <laughs> not the not the big white girl from Johnson City, Tennessee. <laughs> it was Southern. I just Eureka made the correlation. Springs, Arkansas. <laughs> um, so it opens March eighth in New York and Los Angeles, and I'm definitely trying to find the bootleg one and two when it will be opening in other places. And three, can I get the email to the to the um, directors and them so I can tell them like, hey, I work in media. I should be viewing a screener of this and telling people to whatever. But Reporting that's, live. That's my own personal... Because um, I'm excited to see this. I'm like, oh, I need to see if I can use my zhuzh to get me a copy of the movie. But The Gospel of Eureka, I would definitely... There was a lot of syllables. I was More than say, it needed to be. <laughs> I was going to say definitely. I'm from Tennessee! <laughs> I was going to definitely uh, leave the link in the bio, in the description. <laughs> The Gospel of Eureka. I'm excited to see it. Well, not Jesus die every year. <laughs> what? Why we gotta keep watching this? It's a hit. <clears throat> um, I lied about hot topics. Um, there was one more, like I've been saying from the top of the year, that I'm you not going to lie. let. Oh, I'm saying, I'm gonna stop saying that word. Go. Um. So this week in the segment that I am aptly titling How White Men Get Away with Murder. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's not. So y'all watch How to Get Away with Murder and love that shit. And we watch Annalise Keating kill niggas for three, four, five, White seasons. niggas, black niggas. <laughs> All of the niggas. And she's still out here with a, a law degree and a law license. A new bang every week. Um, And Ed Buck has no new bangs this week. He still is out here porridge faced. On the city streets. And I'm not here for it. I'm never going to be here for it. And every week I'm going to bring it to you again. And, and again. Because these bitches. <laughs> okay. Will not lock Ed Buck the fuck up. Hashtag arrest Ed Buck. Um, there is no movement. There has never been an arrest. Of a person that murdered someone. Two. Unless. The public outcried so much that that state's attorney general had no choice. So I am imploring the previous state attorney general of California, our current presidential hopeful, Kamala Harris, to be abreast of this subject and to put pressure on the current state attorney general to put Ed Buck the fuck in jail until we have figured that would apply some that's pressure. that's that's what I mean. Yeah, because there is a lot of attention on everything she's saying. We talking about um she talked about this week that she smoked weed and inhaled. Okay, well, you girl, you went inhaling to, is a part of the smoke. <laughs> well, we've had previous presidents that said they didn't inhale. Yeah, go on break. <laughs> um, and so she 
openly said that she smoked weed and listened to Tupac, and that was a headline. So if she can create those kind of headlines with something that it, uh, I figured you probably did at Howard, it's Howard. <laughs> like a lot of niggas was smoking weed at Howard. A lot of niggas is smoking weed at Howard currently. It's, it's legal It's now. not breaking news. So if she can make that breaking news, she should also weigh in on the Ed Buck um, situation and put some pressure as the current sitting senator in California um, to have this more broadly investigated to have this person to have this person arrested there are two black gay men dead dead not coming back they not gonna fulfill their destiny they could be the next Beyonce dancer the next Beyonce choreographer they could have been the next best playwright they could have been the next director of a a, a movie. Um, Ryan Coogler's from California, directed oh, Black yeah. directed Black Panther. We could have killed the the next Ryan Coogler, and nobody is talking about it. Dead, gone. We speak your name, Jamel Moore. We speak your name, John, my brother Doe, because we still don't know his name. The second murder victim's name is still not released. Over a month later, his family know he's gone. He's never coming back. They probably even had his funeral by now. And the public does not know his name. Ed Buck needs to be arrested. Somebody getting Kamala Harris's comments. Somebody getting Kamala Harris's camp's comments. I want to hear her take on it. As a presidential hopeful, I want her to be on the right side of the law. As a person that was in law enforcement, I want her to be on the right side of the law. I'm not tired of saying this. I'm not going to get tired of saying this. I have to say it for a fucking year and the shit is just old he's still out here still date raping niggas still killing niggas i'm still going to be reporting on it live down to the here for a podcast come on out um in sexual health this week um i wanted to address something that is getting a little more popular for men to talk about because um maybe 10 years ago it was like very secret and hush hush but in the millennial generation they are literally coming out about it um and the subject is erectile dysfunction um we have that i thought that just affected all men no it affects all men that have penises I don't use mine but oh my god that might be you might have erectile dysfunction use it or lose it yeah Literally, that is that is a cause for erectile dysfunction for oh. a lot of men that um, don't have enough regular erections, um, that don't use their penis either sexually or in masturbations. You have uh, a more difficult time maintaining an erection and getting an erection because it's a muscle. Mm. And so like any other muscle, if you don't use it, it atrophies. Atrophy, <laughs> atrophy meaning it loses its elasticity, it, uses its, it loses its strength, it becomes diminished so Mm. if you do bicep curls your bicep is going to get bigger it's going to be able to flex a little bit more you're going to be able to do the titty flexes like terry cruz does Mm -hmm. those are you know you're exercising those muscles and you're giving them something to do you're building them up and so when you don't do that then you get skinny and you look like my biceps look like now instead of the way they looked like a year ago thank y'all for y'all reads on instagram bitches um 
So when you don't use the muscle, you lose the muscle. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And that is a part of erectile dysfunction. So I wanted to cover um, the top reasons, the top causes, physical causes, not even psychosomatic causes, just the physical causes of erectile dysfunction. First being heart disease. So that's why a lot of people think that it's an old person's disease because people with heart disease um, are the target of the um, Viagra and um, Cialis. the Cialis commercials and shit like that because... The knockoffs in the gas station bathrooms. Well, they don't have commercials. Those those uh, are targeted to literally the average I'm man. I'm and I'm just looking at up down wherever I'm looking. <laughs> but the, the ones in the gas station are targeted to the everyday man because oh. the everyday man goes to the gas station. Oh, okay. Um, and so they don't need a commercial for the everyday man. They can just put it somewhere where he already is. He goes mm-hmm. to the gas station. Whether he go for gas for his car or whether he go for a Coca-Cola, he go into the gas station. So we ain't got to market that. He just right there already. Ooh. But old men, old white men with great insurance, we need a goddamn commercial for them because they don't know what to do with a flaccid penis. Um, clogged vessels, clogged blood vessels, also known as atherosclerosis. Atherosclerosis. I almost fucked that up. Um, is a, also a, a leading physical uh, cause of erectile dysfunction meaning you just don't fucking exercise enough there's not enough blood pumping to get to your dick to for it to fill to get an erection so exercise is, is extremely important um even in young men a lot of young men just be like i don't go to the gym i don't do that i don't go and then you don't elicit enough blood flow to get to that area for you to have oh. regular erections um, other physical ones are high cholesterol, eating poorly, bad. Eating a whole box of oatmeal cream pies. I have a craving for like the family's back right now. High blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, and metabolic syndromes. So things that you really can't control yourself that may be passed down hereditarily. So um, those are just physical uh, common factors for erectile dysfunction. But again, like I said, there are also psychosomatic ones. Things of... Okay, the last time I got an erection and I had sex, I didn't please my partner. And so now my brain is, you know, all fucked up and frizzled because I didn't do it right the last he time. He went somewhere else and got it. Yeah. Or, you know, you don't, your partner has cheated on you. You don't feel like you're sexually satisfying them. So you try to make up for it in other ways and trying to do that stresses you out. Yeah. I got to so, be more masculine in the relationship, even though I know my. Dick ain't getting hard, so I'm not satisfying him in the bedroom. So it's like, uh, you get stressed out. Yeah, and then when you stressed out, your dick is like, well, I'm gonna break too, then, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So you can avoid um, definitely the physical ones uh, as much as possible, and if you can't, then that's where the the drugs start coming into play. Mm -hmm. And not being addicted to the drugs is also an important part because a lot of people with um, the prescriptions to the Viagra's and the Cialis's depend on them for every erection and that's not what they're there oh. for you're supposed to use them as an offset Ooh, Ooh. damn <laughs> should have used that Delete word that tweet. <clears throat> <laughs> apparently he don't have no problem with erections um <laughs> but you're supposed to use the use it to oh begin your erections so that you can have more regular erections on your own mm. so the Viagra gets you the first erection, so you you are creating things in your head like, oh look, my fantasy. dick is big. Like we talked about at the Enjoying end. your fantasy. <laughs> creating the fantasy right, so that Neil. you don't need the drug to have sex the next time. Mm. 
Mm. Um, and so that creates a dependency What's that people have mm. on Viagra and Cialis instead of just using it, like I said, to create the fantasy that you're supposed to already have okay. that regular, not regular, that other people have that don't need the drugs. So erectile dysfunction, like I said, it is becoming more common, commonly talked about because I don't think it's more common in millennials. I think it's just we didn't talk about it 20 years ago. It was just like my dick didn't get hard because that bitch ugly. Or her Though vagina that, was smelly. Or it wasn't wet. <laughs> so that that's what, you know, We that was our escapes for erectile dysfunctions in the old days. But millennials okay. are more like, listen, I've got problems. I sat down and talked to my therapist. And this, is why, and this is why my dick does not get hard for that bitch. I might be gay. Um, so there are more things to erectile dysfunction than that. And I applaud the millennials for being more outspoken and talking about um, problems that they have instead of hiding them. Um, that was a problem for Ted Bundy, who has been very much popularized currently. It's a movie and a documentary coming out. Well, the, like, the Netflix documentary is already out, and oh, it's okay. intriguing. But it also talked about his um, will to want to rape and kill women because he wasn't getting hard for the women that he was already attracted to he was attracted to women that were in power women that made a lot of money but then he would get in bed with them and not be sexually interested because they were so powerful and so he would prey on these younger attractive women that were less well off because his dick would get hard in the bed with the women that he thought he was attracted to netflix.com forward slash here for pod we just need to go start the um ad campaign it's stuff on netflix y'all need to be watching Indeed. Give me a check. Um, the girls in Netflix. I've been telling girls about y'all for a while. That is this week's sexual health. Um, next for us is songs for our soul. Uh, you ain't got no. You done your social studies and told, I told girls you, you the, the you girls are down to the Eureka Springs. It's tough out here. We're going to see the Passion Plate performing at Eureka Live. Well, the song for my soul this week is a TBT. For real, for real. Is it for my um, Get That Dick playlist since it's Valentine's No, this is going to create erectile dysfunction. <laughs> oh, if, you, if, you play, if you play this song next to somebody you're trying to fuck, you're like, you know, I feel emotional right now. <laughs> uh, I, I need, Can you hold me? <laughs> Just hold me. <laughs> you're not going to get no dick, no ass out of this song. <clears throat> I'm not a perfect person. There's many things I wish I didn't do, but I continue learning. I never meant to do those things to you, and so I have to say before I go. And that, I just want you to know. I found a reason to change who I used to be, a reason to start over new, and the reason is you. So I know that resonated with a lot of people because y'all old like me, and y'all remember that song. That song is from Hoobastank. In 2004, they came out with that hit song, The Reason. And it was like my emo song when I was in my senior year of high school. And I heard it again recently, and I felt just as 17 years old as I was the first time that I heard that song. And I was like, oh my God, look at me. I used to be emo. And I used to have white friends. Look at me. (laughs) Growth. And uh, I think the song was obviously amazing for its characteristics of saying um i know i can improve upon myself and you are the reason that i can improve upon myself 
and that song came out in 2004 was their greatest hit i don't know where the fuck they are in 2019 but come back we need you thanks um we do love ariana grande down to the here for a podcast and this is not gonna be a full album review but <laughs> y'all need to read the lyrics to Bloodline because she was like, look, nigga, I'm just looking for a good time. I'm not trying to have you in, in my, my bloodline. bloodline. And I love the beat for that. And I know that she said she was done with videos for this album, but that would be a great spring single. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed for that, if I could get one more video out of her. Um, I like the thought of fake smile because celebrities all the time are having to put on these fake smiles. And she was like, look, girl, look. Um, in my head is my personal jam. Um, let's see, break up with your girlfriend. I'm bored. I love needy. Needy resonated with me so much. The song for my soul this week is Imagine Track One. She's like, look, this is how we gonna set the tone. This can definitely go on your Valentine's Day playlist, or if you're thinking about getting telling him that you want to escalate this relationship this week. But you don't want to say it. Just let this song do it. Because it was definitely a break from like the seven rings and all of that. She said, look, I'm an Italian woman and I like to do R&B. So I'm going to give y'all. I don't have the words. She just gave you vocals. That's what I want from Ariana Grande. What is that sweetener shit? Award, Grammy Award winning. What is that sweetener mess? It's just sweetener, not sugar. And so this Thank You Next album was the the white girl soul that Patti LaBelle told Ariana Grande that she needs to pull out. And it definitely jumped out in this song. Imagine track number one, Thank God for Jesus, and um, Thank You Next, the album. Get it wherever you buy your music. Or steal your music, sure. <laughs> <clears throat> this week, um... I'm absolutely not here for something. I read this story and um, I thought it was a typical white male politician. Oh, I Facebook um, when I read the story because white male politicians. I mean. Um, <laughs> and then he was in Wyoming. Allegedly, I thought he was in Wyoming. But then I found out that this was a female. This was a black female. And it made it even more worse for me to read the story. Um, Wyoming Senator has um, compared homosexuality to pedophilia and sex with animals in meeting with the L- with an LGBTQ high school student. So we've entrusted this, this uh, lady. I'm just going to give her that right now. Mm. We've entrusted this lady with being a senator from a state and representing a state. And then coming and talking to our youth. And this is the message that she has for our youth when she comes and talks to them. Wyoming Senator Lynn Hutchins offered a sickening and hateful opinion of homosexuality to 10 LGBTQ students. Not just just students that she was talking to. She was talking to gay students. Identified open gay students. Mm -hmm. At a Gay Straight Alliance Civics Day at the Capitol on February 1st, according to civil rights group Wyoming Equality. Hutchins was meeting with the students as part of the Gay Straight Alliance Civics Day at the Capitol. So these students have organized a day where they talk about civics and talk about straight alliances. And they've invited the senator to come down and say great things. 
And to come say great things, not stupid things. Yeah. <laughs> um, according to Wyoming Equality's complaint to Senate President Drew Perkins, Hutchins told the students, if my sexual orientation was to have sex with all of the men in there, I had sex with all of the women and all of the women in there, then they brought their children and I had sex with all of them. That sounds just as convoluted as it did. What? This, this is her quote. This is not read out of context. It sounds as fucked up as it actually is. And then brought their dogs in and I had sex with them. Should I be protected from my sexual orientation? So her question is, if she had sex with all the men in the room, these are children, teenagers, and then had sex with all the women and then invited dogs in to partake in this uh, pedophilic orgy should she be allowed to change her sexual orientation because she had this pedophilic bestiality orgy what the fuck is going on in your mind bitch (laughs) what what drugs are you on what kind of sexual repression no i don't want that shit leave me with regular weed and tequila bitch i don't want that bullshit this bitch in her mind Thought about, well, if I had all the sex with all the men and all the women in this place with teenagers. Have sex with the Sharpies and then um, the safety pins. And then invited dogs. Can I then change my sexual orientation? This is a question that she's posing to gay students. I don't want that drug. The students attempted to clarify the meaning of the bill. <laughs> they tried to save her ass. Like they was like, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. But were buffed, but were rebuffed by repeated interruptions by Hutchins, according to the complaints. So they tried to save her from her own bullshit. And then she doubled down on it, reaffirming she meant what she said. In all of those convoluted convoluted words. Ooh. I'm absolutely not here for it. So one, I expect not much from Wyoming because there's 12 people there. No shade. <laughs> but I expect a lot from black women. I expect so much from black women. Black women saved us from uh, a, a pedophile in the Senate in Alabama. Um, black women almost saved us from a racist governor in Georgia and a racist governor in Florida. They did their best. But a black woman in Wyoming is just letting me the fuck down. As a black woman, you know better. You should do better. And I'm absolutely not here for it. Um, Senator Hutchins, go the fuck away from me with this. And she looked like that. <laughs> FYI. Um, I'm not going to read her looks because say, I'm not going to tear down a black woman, but I just want you to know that's what she looked like. When you Google her, you can see what she looked like. And you are so rude. I just, I want better for you. I want better for us. Okay. This week, I am here for something. Thank God for Jesus. Um, Pause 100, honoree. Um, He also spoke at the Democratic National Convention the year that Hillary Clinton was running for president. Um, My homie, Daniel Driffin, on Facebook, calls out medical providers who delay or deny people in the city of Atlanta services using the hashtag disservice provider. Hashtag disservice provider. You're supposed to be providing a service, but you're not doing it, ma'am. Uh, the earliest... Um, Dereliction of duty. 
post that I saw about it was it appeared that like back in 2016, um, he he was telling a story about how he started emailing a service provider on November the first. Um, it was November the fifteenth, and he still had not had an appointment. But the counselor was saying, well, we have to meet in person in order for me to approve whatever services you need from the city of Atlanta or just as a part of our grant, it requires us to meet in person or whatever. So he was pissed off and used a whole bunch of hashtags. And he was like, I, I started this email chain on November the 1st and I might not even get to see my provider till December the 15th. Imagine needing services for 45 days. And so other people... And he shares other people's posts in the city of Atlanta. He was like, um, some person was saying, like, they are about to run out of their ARTs and their ADEP still hadn't been approved. And I was like, what are these um, initials and symbols? ART is antiretroviral therapy. Thank you, because I was about to say it wrong, and I studied it. And then an ADAP is um, an AIDS. They'll sign you a counselor or somebody who helps make sure that your forms are good down to the Gilead um, discount program, and your form is cool down to the housing services, and what it, the, somebody is assigned to help you. So the a social a- worker that um, allows you to get with different programs to make sure that you're taking the find most find all of the different programs to make sure that you get the best benefits, even though you've been infected with it. You are a person living with HIV. Um, and so, child, I had to correct that language. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Tennessee. That almost jumped right the fuck on out. Um, so, he posted, one of the most popular posts is, Daniel Driffin posted, Have you ever called the living room and made it through to a human? Hashtag disservice provider. So, um, I went to livingroom.org. It's an organization in Atlanta that claims they get, oh, we're the housing girl. We can connect you to care girl. We can do, girl, we do all the things, girl. We're that girl. But then Daniel Driffin goes, hey, y'all ever called to somebody else on the phone? <laughs> That's the least you can do as a, a company. You paying the phone bill. Answer the goddamn thing. So Put to, the girls on hold till they hang up at least. Not to interrupt, <laughs> but to interrupt. The living room is a... I, I support them because they do do great work. They are inundated because Atlanta has a population that is very gay diverse. And so they can't... They don't have the personnel, the manning, or the funding to get to everyone all the time, unfortunately. So somebody um, in the comments... I told, this is one of the best posts. Someone in the comments said that they were um, told that the living room is the place to go because they help the girls. And the only contact information they were given was an email. They weren't even given. I guess the girls like, well, we recommend you go here, but don't even call because that's a waste of time. (laughs) Um, And he wasn't getting much um, service from his email either. Um, So, but the living room is just one place where Daniel Driffin calls companies out, call providers out. With a purpose. I'm not saying I'm just calling you out and saying that you stinky and that you weed crooked and all this other stuff. It's that people are depending on you and a lack um, of urgency in your um, on your side is why black gay men also continue to have the lowest percentages of staying connected to care. Because only like 60-something percent of us know that we are 
a person living with HIV. Well, not me, but that that they know that there are people living with HIV, but only like thirty nine to forty two percent of people are staying in care because they feel like. One, Atlanta is too big. It takes too long to get to from where I live. Services are not provided in my area. And MARTA is not helping. And the bus routes in Atlanta is not helping. And everything is trash. And then I call you. You don't even answer the phone. But shout out to Daniel Driffin and his hashtag disservice provider. Because he's calling the girls out. Look, he's like, I know I'm calling the girls out. But I'm doing it with a purpose. I need to help black gay men in Atlanta. Because the CDC is here and we still have high new HIV infection rates. And the CDC is down off the Martin Luther King Boulevard. The whole damn center of the operation is right here, girl. How we how we how we the worst off? But when the Walking Dead come on, where are we going first? Well, let's find um the CDC. They'll have the cure there. No, they don't. The people at the CDC dead. On the Walking Dead, the people were dead. Not to ruin season one if you haven't watched The Walking Dead, but check. Hashtag disservice provider. I'm here for it. Call these girls out. So has Daniel actually been down to the living room? I'm not sure. Well, he um he works with all the girls in the community and he's do, he does all the things. So I I have not seen his um Google Maps history of all the locations he's been, but I'm sure I'm sure he he's in contact with them. Especially well, he's not he in contact girls, with especially them. Especially after he called the girls out. <laughs> no, he's not I'm in sure cont- somebody called him after he called the girls out. Maybe not. Defend the living room. Come on. But that's what I'm saying. So a lot of people have the same characterization of Casa Ruby. Mm-hmm. Of, okay, I call the Casa Ruby all the time. I email them. They don't email us back. Mm-hmm. We have had sure. things. <laughs> and um, and we weren't even looking for care. No, not. So that's the crux that I'm saying is also the living room because they're understaffed. And their staff is also volunteer. They're probably understaffed because they're giving all their money to the services. Which is understandable. Yeah. Oh, that's what I would expect so, if that's what was going on. But you don't know what's going on behind the... the that's what I would suspect if that is what is going on. He, he would do himself the most service by going down there in person. Because the people that are getting services from them mm-hmm. are finding a way to get to the service. Okay. And, and they, you they continue made, they, to have to be on top of it. it you have to be every, on top of it. Yeah, you have to be on top of it. Yeah. Unfortunately, the provider, the providers take an oath that they will do no wrong mm-hmm. for a patient. But if you're not a patient yet, you can't blame them for not providing you treatment because you're not a patient yet. You got to become a patient. And so, uh, like a lot of Christians continue to say and hold up in the, their favorite of Bible verses, faith without works is dead. You can't expect them to knock on your door with all the medicine and all the money and all the treatment. You got to go get it. I hope y'all listening to that. You got to go word. get it. You got to go get it. That was a word. Um, and so I, I'd say that as a supporter of, of the living room, I don't know the implications of everything going on around with his personal situation with the living room. But I know that the living room is not the only center that has had that same type of um, stigma surrounding it. Um, again, these are people that are volunteering, and when they volunteer, I got a regular job. I go to my regular job because I got to eat, and then I volunteer <laughs> over here because of, of the goodness of my heart. And so, if I'm not volunteering over here and nobody's answering the phone, then maybe you need to be volunteering down here. Maybe you need to step up and 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 help because this is not. <sighs> 
This is a nonprofit most times. And if anybody has worked in the nonprofit world, worked in the nonprofit sphere, you know that means not a lot of money. Woo. Not a lot of money. The truth, and so the if ninety percent of the, the funding is going towards the clients, the patients, we ain't got no money to pay for nobody to be answering phones. And we ain't got no money to be paying for nobody answering emails. Also, um, separate but equal. Shout out to Lost and Found Atlanta. Um, when it was the weather got really, really bad, they um, were uh, focusing on bringing in the homeless from out of the cold. So shout out lnfy.org, Lost and Found. Hopefully, they answer the phone. I just recommended that the girls go there and call them. <laughs> if not, go. They have crisis support, and you can call and text um, a phone number if you need help. Um, they have like a food kitchen, Lost and Found Atlanta is an amazing black gay organization that I've been seeing on the internet do great things. And uh, locally, Us Helping Us is also opening a food pantry. Here in D.C.? Uh, here in D.C. Opening a food pantry, laundry services, shower services as well. So um, you can find them on the internet. Just Google Us Helping Us. Um, I've worked with their staff for about two years now. Great staff. Us for us, by us, yeah, black gay men true. doing doing the motherfucking thing. They have a therapist on staff, and they he have was multiple some, therapists, and they're hiring two RNs this month. He was on some panel that I was at. The conference was trash, but he was really amazing with everything he said. So I really trust, and I loved that therapist. I shall need to make an appointment. <laughs> the truth jumped out. Mm. Um, so, but shout out to us helping us. Love them. Yeah, us helping us. Partners with Impulse DC as well. So it is time for our last call. I'm enjoying this conversation. I don't want it to be over. If you have never heard any of the 98 episodes of this podcast, we are going to take a toast and end it with our last call. So if you have alcohol available to you, please pour yourself a shot and take a ride with us. Shout out to the Jose Cuervo. Silver, not gold. Thank you, Patreon subscribers. My last call this week is to the possibility. The inkling. I know you said no earlier in this episode, but I'm saying yes. There are three black finalists in the top four of RuPaul's Drag Race. So it's like it's like clip RuPaul, one of the one of these three. Love Trinity Down. Boots, bangles, and barrettes. Still working on the t-shirt. But, Rue, come on now. When Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. Come on out, Jesus. Come on out, Rue. Stop being hoggish on white blonde queen. Save some for the other girls. <laughs> Woo! My last call. The possibility, the hope that a black queen can take the crown. So we're gonna take two shots next week. If that's not it. No. What? Well, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but um, Rue, come on out. She's already come out and told us exactly what her ambitions are. Rue, with her white husband on the ranch in Wyoming. Mm. <laughs> Wyoming. What is going on up there? We know what's going on. <laughs> we Cats, see it. Cheers. We see. Um. Like I said last week, it is still Black History Month. And this is the shortest month of the year that they gave us for Black History Month. And mm-hmm. so I will continue to highlight 
LGBT people um, that have been pioneers and great people in black history from here on the fuck out through this month. And maybe even through March. Maybe I don't leaks. know. No. Um, well, we thought she was transgender, but she said no. <laughs> that was um, a joke. I know this segment is serious. Okay. No, it's, it's lighthearted because um, this one that I'm highlighting this week is lighthearted. He was one of the fathers of the Harlem Renaissance. Um, and he is one of the reasons he's famous is because he's never like really confirmed that he was gay, but mm. he's also confirmed that he had a lot of gay sex. Ooh. And um, a lot of his lovers posthumously confirmed that he was gay after he died. He was gay, but it just was not a popular time to be gay and be mm-hmm. out. He was um, right before the time of uh, Bayard Rustin. And so at the beginning of the Harlem Renaissance, his peers were Langston Hughes. Mm-hmm. I thought that's who we were talking about. But, mm-hmm. uh, well, <laughs> Shut my fat ass up. not confirmed, but <laughs> Shut my fat ass up. rumors. So I won't even I won't even address that. But Langston <laughs> Hughes was great. But this is a confirmation. Alan Locke. A-L-A-I-N-L-O-C-K-E. One of the fathers of of the Harlem Renaissance. He was the first black person inducted into the Rhodes Scholarship and to get a PhD from Oxford University. Oh, look at him. I dressed up. Yeah. He only got good pictures on the internet. Beat. Beat. Uh, This is my forefather. He created the concept of the New Negro, which was empowering and encouraged the concept of artistry within our community, especially in the New York area. Again, uh, one of the fathers and influencers of the Harlem Renaissance. Uh, regularly hung out with W.E.B. DeBow. Regular hung out and had intellectual conversations with Zora Niels Hurston. Mm-hmm. Like, matched wits with the best of them. Shout out to him. And was black and gay. And one of one of the famous things um, from the book that was basically like an autobiography, it was called The New Negro, mm-hmm. um, that I remember I, I took, out, took out of context, but I thought it was good. He had an apartment building where um, you had to dial in to push. You had to push to dial in to get access to the apartment building. Uh-huh. And this is in times like way before it's common now. Mm-hmm. Like this, it's you had to be rich. Now. You had to be rich to have like a dial in thingamajig to like to dial girls up. <laughs> so he had the dial in, and he would change the name on his dial in so girls would know that it was him. And so he would change it to white names like Adam Smith. Yeah, James Claymore and shit like that. Mm. So people would know it was him, and they would dial apartment two, and he was like, "Who is this?" <laughs> this is the quote from the, the Negro jumped out. The the well, that's the, 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 the name of the book is the New Negro, and so they would say who it was, and if he didn't know the name, he would hang up. <laughs> so I thought that was one of the most entertaining things. Playing on these girls' phones. Yeah, if you playing on my phone, I'm hanging up, and you're not coming up. <laughs> you got to figure. You need who are you with? He wouldn't let people come up to his apartment if he didn't know who who they were or who was with them. Okay. Um, and the book that audio, audio biographed him was called The New Negro. Great book by, I want to say his name was James Stewart. I might get that wrong. I think his name is James Stewart. But he was also watched by the FBI because of his of views. Course. Uh, because of his influence. Revolutionary. And because they were just scared. The white women. Of his beatness. Of his ability to organize. His ability to get these degrees. His writings and philosophy. He was the first his, black person to be honored as a Rhodes Scholar or something? Yeah, Rhodes Scholar. I said that. Yeah. I'm, wow. Look at you. I didn't know you was this smart. Wow. 
That's why I keep my Google. I say it all the time. I keep my Google open when you talking because you be saying some real stuff. I be learning. So Ellen Locke again. We will talk about the MLKs. We will talk about the ML uh, Martin Luther Kings. We will talk about the Malcolm Xs. We will talk about the Harriet Tubmans this month. But this is a black gay pioneer that we should be talking about. Ellen Locke. Thank you for your contributions to our society. As a black gay creative, I could not be here without the Harlem Renaissance and without gay pioneers like you leading it. And so. he was a Virgo. So there's that. Yeah, that's my rising moon. <laughs> Virgo nation for life. Well, clearly. But that is this week's episode of Here For a Podcast. I look this. What? 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 We give y'all black history lessons out here. <laughs> Indeed. And if you want to see us, meet us, greet us, play with some penises, come to oh, the Condom, Condom Con, Con exhibit this Saturday at 4 p.m. at the Blind Wino. I will be there loud and in color, in person, being problematic. I hope you're in a condom inspired outfit. Can you win the $500? No. Uh, no, because you're part of the organization. No, I will not win. But and it's too short notice. I don't got that kind of budget to be. Woo. You don't got enough condoms? <laughs> mm. Mm. Why don't you have enough condoms? Blind Wino, this Saturday at 4 p.m. I will be there as well, walking around. I need to go get my hair did. Sure. Yeah. Um, come see us. Absolutely. The and make sure you subscribe. Yeah, well, the, yeah, yeah, the tickets will be in the in the description. They're free. If you just click, and it's the open bar. Click the link. RSVP say, girl, I'm coming. You can come out and see us for free. The the price is going up in the future. I want y'all to know that. Hopefully. No, it's going up in the future. Uh-oh. Um, so <laughs> while it's free to come out and see us, come out and see us for free and get you a couple drinks. Oh, the price to come see us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Get you a few drinks <laughs> and see us and things. Enjoy the arts. Yeah. It's at an art gallery. Um, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. I saw a couple of you um, finally eked into the subscription. Y'all niggas be listening, but you ain't subscribed. Um, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. If you want to support us, get over to our Patreon right now. We have just created some brand new Patreon content, and we would love your support. We appreciate you so much, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.